I'm here. He, he called me up. He said, yeah, he said, I got to bring you in. I'm here. All right? It's Big Will, a.k.a. Uncle Buck. Heavy Hole Pod. You know, sometimes when you're not around, I don't even say the Uncle Buck part anymore. Really? I just go, it's Big Will, Heavy Hole Pod. Wow. What, are you okay? I'm a mess. I'm a mess. I, um... Oh, this is Tom, by the way, but tell me, Will. It's all about me. The people don't care who you are. No, I'm... T- I know. I know. I'm just, you know, so they're not confused. Well, when I said you, you brought me in, that implies that I'm at the I'm with the big boss at the original home base studio here, Tom Solman. I'm just letting, I let the audience know yeah. that it's not Rick in a turtleneck. You know what I'm saying? Rick in a turtleneck. You know, that, he's, he's, that, got, he's got that deep thing going on. That, that paints a picture. Like yeah. The, uh, like the death row classic portrait of Suge Knight. Um, no, I'm a mess out here. I've, I've been walking. Good. Been walking the streets just trying to get it right. You know what I'm saying? People feel me out there. Um, uh, but I've been feeling good because I got these new New Balances. The other day, uh, March 3rd, 3-3, March 3rd, 2023, at the Amityville Music Hall, something monumentous happened. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I need a Coca-Cola for this. I broke in my brand new New Balances, white on white, on white with blue accents. I put in Dr. Scholl's. Uh, therapeutic pads. Nice. For the souls. Yeah. Um, big man size, extra support. I wore blue jeans on stage out of respect for uh, Will and Roger, mortician. Yeah. I didn't want to wear athletic shorts, basketball shorts on stage. Mm. I wanted to wear blue jeans out of respect for heavy metal culture. Yeah. Um, what a monumentous evening, man. And Tom, you were there. Yeah, I made it. You surprised me. I didn't know you were going to be there. Out of the sea of humanity comes an old friend. There I was, showing my face. Yeah, a familiar face. I would say, on the record, too many familiar faces. I was, my hand was black and blue from all the daps. I was dapping them up left and right. There was a lot of friends and family there. It was a beautiful time, man. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And uh, Mortician... The heaviest band in the universe. They brought the pain. Samples live. Mm-hmm. Um, OGs. Drummer, an OG. Yeah. Not not a 20-year-old kid on drums, like so many other legacy metal bands. At home, he hit shout, hard. Yeah, shout out to them. That's cool. Got to keep the kids involved. Keep them busy. Mortician, like I said. It's not a kid's band. I wore jeans. Mm. I, I didn't wear my fila shorts. No, no, no. You got to come correct when you got Will Raymer yeah. in the building. Shout out to that man. Uh, it was good to see him. Good to see Ralph and Ralph Haunted Hotel Records. Both Ralphs in the building. Yeah, see, I uh, I didn't. I heard you shout out Ralph, and I wanted to meet him. I don't, I've never seen him in person, but we've had him on the show. Quite a gentleman. The 3rd of March at Amityville Music Hall was not a night to meet and greet. It was a night to, to struggle through the crowd and try to stay alive. Yeah. It was true. packed. For a man of my girth, mm-hmm. that was not an easy crowd to traverse. Um, oh, we saw Harrison. Yeah, shout out to Harrison. Long-time listener of the show. A couple lot of, of his lot of young bloods. Yeah. Shout out to Harrison. Shout out to Jaden. I saw Jaden out there. Shout out to uh, um, uh, young Chris and brought his whole crew. Yep. Every time I see Chris, shout out to Chris's dad. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful men out there in the underground scene. Every time I see Chris, he's like got a, he's he's got a bigger crew. He's, he's got, he came in. There was like these kids. They were like wearing like the girls wearing a reeking aura hoodie. 
like like it's 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 like a, a, a an injection of of life into the scene. I love I love these kids. They're great. Yeah, he was um, definitely having fun. I saw him. I meant to say hello. Yeah, but was not gonna. Ha- oh, you know what? I forgot to mention this when we were talking off camera. Camera. <laughs> there were two mosh pits happening in that tiny place for Afterbirth. Wow, one in my stomach. Because I did dry heave that, a little bit right, for a few minutes. Then it's three. And okay, no, I'm sorry. I thought that's yes. where you go. Okay, proceed. Out of nowhere, second song in or so, someone who was standing next to me. Now I'm standing three quarters of the way back from the stage. Uh huh. I like to listen by yeah. where the sound guy is, so yeah, I can smart. get a nice guy. Fucking starts a pit, and everyone's down. Mm. It was crazy. I can see a pit happening twenty five feet that way. That place is very small. AMH. So. Any chance of getting around while someone was playing was absolutely impossible. I blame myself. You should. Sorry. You riled him up too much. Oh boy, riled him up. I um, no. What a great night, man. All all kidding aside, man. I appreciate everybody out there. That was great, man. Good to see everybody out there. Um, you know, and I did. I have rituals. I do. I get a I get a a, a clean skin fade haircut, even though I am thinning on top there. Um, I, you know, I, in, in the tradition of the late, uh, rest in peace, Bill Tolley, um, Rich from Dehumanized, uh, this, the skin fade haircut, the Derek Jeter haircut, mm. uh, is, is a, a certain, there's a New York death metal, um, connection to that in my own imagination. Fergus from Bugshot Facelift actually started that with me. Man, you, you get a fresh cut before the show out of respect for death metal. Um, wow. I broke in. The new balances with the Dr. Schultz. I, I really feel like I wouldn't have been able to walk the next day had I not done that. Smart. Um, I'm over 40, folks. Somebody else who knows a thing about rituals, a thing or two about rituals, a thing or two about the young blood, the injection of young life into the scene. I'm going to talk to Liam McMahon today, a young uh, a young artist. Um, you may know him from his work in the band Path to War, rest in peace to that band. Uh, nowadays, he's kicking it in Ninth Realm, sulfuric hatred, uh, vile tongues, vile ritual. Let's talk to this guy. Get him on the horn. Podcast, and I'm here with Liam McMahon of Vile Ritual, Ninth Realm, Sulfuric Hatred, and formerly of Path to War. How you doing, Liam? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm awesome, man. I, 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 uh, I'm glad to have you here. I'm glad we were able to work this out. Uh, welcome to Heavy Hole Podcast, and thank you for your time. Yeah, I've been a you know like a long time listener. Like it's just been my uh, definitely the best metal podcast I've ever come across. So I'm glad to be on. Thank you for the compliment, man. I appreciate it, man. We we do our best, man. And I, when I say we, I mean the whole team. Uh, you know, people yeah. hear, hear my voice predominantly in the ears, but it takes a whole team of us to do this here, man. And I always say that. Yeah. Um, but but moving on. Enough about us over here. How about you over there, Liam? Um, you're like I mentioned. You're you're actually a multi instrumentalist, I should say, uh, involved with quite a few projects. Some of some of which you're the primary uh, songwriter and instrumentalist uh, in, in all of them. 
Um, we'll, we'll break it all down, but before we do all that, maybe the best place to start is always at the beginning. Are you from a musical family, and was there anyone in your upbringing that steered you towards hard rock and heavy metal? Um, I don't think I came from a particularly musical background, because both my parents, they played instruments a long time ago, but they, growing up, they weren't, like, playing guitar in front of me or, like, you know, doing that kind of thing. So I mostly, the reason I picked up a guitar was mostly because friends were doing it at the time. Um, so that's kind of why I got into it. Like my mom played French horn in high school, which, you know, that doesn't really count, you know? And then my dad could like play his way around like the acoustic guitar a little bit. Um, and like he showed me like some acoustic guitar stuff when I was young, but it, that never really stuck. And honestly, I tried playing guitar. Uh, like we had like a recital, like an acoustic guitar recital. It was like, it was pretty, pretty lame, but, um, we did um that was i i played guitar then and i hated it i'm like this sucks because <laughs> it was hurting my hand like it's i'm in like like we're doing like this thing where it's like there's 20 guitar players all with acoustic guitars playing like mary had a little lamb at the same time and it's a, it's a disaster like it's yeah uh, <laughs> i'm picturing so it was a really bad first impression yeah. on guitar um but then you know I guess when it came to like middle school, um, to to get to the second part of the question, uh, my dad is a huge music, like music, he's like a huge music guy. Like he listens to like so much stuff throughout the years, um, and of course he loves the old stuff. So he's all since like birth, he's been pressing me in like you know Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, um, like that, that kind of like those hardware bands, but like you know like the Beatles, like he put me on the Beatles, you know all yeah. all like the old old canon classic rock dad rock type stuff foundation um, so, foundational classics yeah yeah you know I, I pretty much every child with boomer parents probably has gone through that at least once or twice you yeah. know oh my um, my mom my mom was very hip my mom has a lot of cool even to the point of like van halen and a lot oh, yeah. of a lot of 80s music which i think maybe some of her generation didn't get into as much as her you know yeah. so she my yeah. my dad grew up he's like i hate 80s music and then our list like an 80s artist and he's like oh i love them and it's like <laughs> well did you really hate 80s music or did you just like is it like what do you really think you know because yeah. like it's like oh i hated all that mtv stuff and then he just goes right not not saying that these are just only mtv artists but it's like ah, depeche mode is the greatest thing of all time I'm like yeah it is <laughs> I thought you hated the eighties, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think yeah, he he de they definitely um he especially instilled like kind of that love for like older music, uh, which was foundational in like, you know, picking up guitar and eventually getting into metal. Although I was pretty late in actually getting into metal overall. So what all right, well, because it sounds like music is adjacent, you know, like you're, 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 you were, you know, you, you were like, it's not really relevant that your your mom played French horn in high school, but she, there was some musical um, uh, ability in the family, you know, like there's, you know, I kind of have to search far and wide and stretch for any musical interest or ability in my immediate family, you know, I have, right. a, I have an uncle who I barely remember, rest in peace to Uncle Ed, and he played <laughs> the, the accordion, you know, that's about it. Yeah. So, you know, there was, it seems like there was oh, yeah. a lot stirring up in your family there and then your dad you know your dad kind of has like the rock and roll thing so you said it was you, you said you were a little late on metal 
Um, is it like hardcore, punk, metalcore? Like what kind of comes in and is like maybe yeah. your your we'll say gateway, um, uh, you know, scene or or like your right. your your younger yeah era, you know. So basically, before middle school, um, I didn't really like. I guess I liked music, but I didn't love like music that much until I kind of hit middle school and started to understand. Oh, this is why people listen to music, like for myself, you know, not just like had it on the background you know, have the Beatles on, blah, 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 you know. Um, so, and then I, I really found affinity for, like, stuff like, I don't know, like, the I was, like, they're 12, like, Foo Fighters, Queens of the Stone Age, um, of course, classics, Black Sabbath, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, that was kind of, like, the earliest stuff. Um, and then, it, then early, early high school is probably the point where I started to actually, because I listened to it before, I'm like, oh, why are they screaming, you know? I had that, I had that... <laughs> I had that take early on, like, oh, this music's so great, but why are they growling over it, you know, type of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm like, what, like 14 years old? I don't know shit. Um, but, like, um, so I go from that, and I randomly hear this band called Mastodon, like, I think in, like, 2011. Um, and I'm like, okay. Um, I, it was it was their, the, the album The Hunter, which was, like, kind of like their more rock album. Um, I heard... I think it's the third track on that album called Blasteroid, which it's like, it's like for someone who's never listened to metal properly before, that's actually an incredibly hard song. Um, it's like super ultra catchy. Um, and it has like this absolutely vicious, like vocal kind of almost grind part um, in it. And I first time I heard that, I'm like, this, this fucking slap. <laughs> I um so that was kind of like my first entryway it was I guess Mastodon was like the real 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 door opening moment for me where I I suddenly had a tolerance for like the harsher vocals and it kind of went from there so okay and you're you're originally from Maryland yeah okay yeah. now let me ask you this um are you from Baltimore or from like outside of Baltimore or um, I'm closer to DC. I live okay. in like like the like the surrounding counties around DC. It's I'm not I'm not in DC, but like right outside, like the Maryland parts, like Prince George's Montgomery County, that that type of area. Okay, I I now this is just me. I you know I'm not saying I'm any expert at, at all, but I've always associated the DC area with hardcore. Oh yeah, um, I mean, you know more more than metal, but then I've I've associated Baltimore a little bit more with metal and grind by way of the Maryland Death Fest. Um, yeah, I don't know if you want to weigh in on that, and if any of that plays a part into you getting into the underground stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I think DC was definitely a huge hardcore scene, hardcore punk scene. Although now, with it being so gentrified these days, it's like there isn't there's just still a scene. There's still people that fuck with it, but it's just you know. Hardcore. It's, it, it just it just gets small like everyone's moving to philly or to baltimore you know yeah. you know like the true punk guys so like like nowadays hardcore is starting a band that sounds like dismember so it's like yeah <laughs> I don't, I, that's I, also true yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know where it's where it, where it ends and, and meets anymore man I'm, I'm not knocking anybody i'm just saying but uh yeah. it, it is like it, the, the 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 whole metal hardcore thing is is kind of mixed in but but i'm sorry go ahead man don't let me cut you off yeah but um, I yeah, I did think Baltimore was definitely like more of a metal metal scene. But I think it was like a lot of crust punk there too. A lot of a lot of grindcore, um, like a lot of that faster punky stuff. Um, it's definitely 
compared to DC, I think it's overall a more grimier scene, not in terms of like, you know, the people, but just like the, the sound, you know, it's a much grimier sound than compared to DC, but they're both, I don't know. I, I have a really strong affinity for both scenes. Like they're, and they're both so intertwined because they're so close. Like there's a lot of crossover from DC to Baltimore. Like there's guys that, you know, drive down playing bands in DC like other way around. Like my first, well, I don't know if I want to get too ahead of myself, but, um, my first kind of real, real metal bands um, was, I guess, uh, this. I, I started like a grindcore project with this guy I met online, uh, who lived, who went to like a, I think Goucher College, Baltimore, um, and he and a couple of the dudes lived in Baltimore. So I just commuted to Baltimore and did practices there, you know. Um, but yeah, I think I think the scenes are like very. Very intertwined, but they definitely have their own distinct style. Um, but I think there's more scene crossover from like major city to major city between Baltimore and DC than probably anywhere else. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Definitely in RS News, but definitely, I think more so than anywhere near it. Yeah. Um, and, and let me, before we get. Um slightly t- too far ahead because you're like i said earlier in the interview you're a multi-instrumentalist uh you yeah really, you i was really... being a little generous but yeah <laughs> <laughs> i play guitar and bass so all right. and I, I can dabble in the keyboard very i know my way around it that's all I can say. all right well, <laughs> well fair enough because you you know you talked about playing uh the, the acoustic guitar recital and not yeah. not being into it um but when when do you kind of kind of come come of age and uh, I, I'm assuming guitar would probably be your, your first instrument and like what's yeah. what's that first guitar? Are there formal lessons and then then take us into the first band experience? Yeah. So it, I started actually playing guitar well before I got into metal. Um, so I I mean I guess I should preface this. I grew up in very like my parents are christians like i grew up in a very christian household in a christian community so a lot of what i'm about to say would is going to make more sense um so i got my parents like oh awesome he has shows interesting guitar um because my friends are playing like coheed and cambria or something like that which i like i like welcome home but anyways i'm not gonna get into that um so um i got guitar basically to play um beatles songs and I got we, we start I started taking guitar lessons like I think I got it for Christmas and like that, that January or February I started taking lessons and of course the guy is from church so while I'm learning some rock stuff primarily I'm just learning like fundamentals of how to play Sunday worship with the band you know so I'm learning the power chords and like you know open chords and we do some like bullshit like you know play like um I don't know like. I, I, fuck, I can't think of a Sunday worship song off the top of my head. It's been so long since I've been there. Um, but, you know, you know, like it's like one of those songs, like, hallelujah, you know, like one of those. Yeah, there, so there, just... is, there is power. Um, yeah. yeah I, 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 well, I've related a few times on the podcast. I played drums in a, um, uh, I'll say, Caribbean music-themed praise worship team at a very small oh, church wow. for a while. Yeah, I'm going to – I might have to break that down on Patreon for everybody. It's a funny <laughs> – it's, it's a funny – uh, what do they call it in video games? Like a, 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 a Easter egg? A, a, yeah, yeah, Easter egg in in, uh, in my life. But um, yeah, I, I I get it, man. I get it. And so you know, don't get me on a gospel tangent, man, because there's <laughs> there's, there's 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 some value to be had in all types yeah. of music. But I, um, 
I kind of wish it was like gospel gospel because it was, you know, it was just like the super white, like oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah suburban yeah. era, like you know, the type of people who have live, laugh, love type in their house type Christian <laughs> music, you know. So yeah. um, so that's kind of what I grew up with um yeah. playing. Of course, I, I I still was like, oh, I'm gonna learn how to play like um Everlong by the Foo Fighters, you know, or like um, When the Levee Breaks by um, Led Zeppelin, you know, or something like that, or Iron Man by Black Sabbath, you know, that when yeah. I first playing, you know, it's like what, yeah. 20, 2009, 2010, it's like when I'm first starting to get into guitar. Um, yeah, I think 2010 it was. Um, but um, yeah, so I started taking lessons. I learned a couple things. Um, I think it was important. One thing that I think all my guitar teachers really honed into me was like figuring stuff out for my like improvising. Like I think that was for like a day one thing from all my teachers, which I think is probably the most important thing to practice early. Um, because I think if that wasn't instilled in me early, I don't think because I don't the way I approach the instrument is I never play the same thing twice. It's like a both a pro and a con. It's a pro because I'm always like writing stuff on the con because I don't even play my songs the same way twice. <laughs> you know. <laughs> now, um, that does that cause now because I know I, I I don't know about guitarists so much, but I've known drummers who approach songs that way at rehearsal sometimes, and it causes yeah. problems with the band. For like, kind of like, do you do you ever have that where you where like you're trying to trying something out and something and throw somebody off or somebody doesn't yeah. mess with it? I mean, trying to write a song. Let me let me just say, trying to write a song with me in a practice space. Um, it's kind of a nightmare for anyone else because um, I'm I'm kind of all over the place. I'm not the greatest communicator at what my ideas are so it's, it's a little bit difficult um trying to like write stuff from scratch i guess all right would you say that that plays into why you have a lot of projects where you're the primary instrumentalist i'd say i'd say so yeah i've i've kind of never really been in a band where i wasn't the guy writing them like at least the instrumentals um yeah. I, i'm not a lyric guy i i hate learning lyrics but when it comes to like writing the music um i'm trying to think of i guess my first my first quote-unquote band which is like a christian metalcore band we'll get into that um we um that was the only band that i joined where i wasn't like the main songwriter mm. but i was i was like playing guitar for like three four years at that point i didn't really know what i was doing so Okay, so you're playing at the church. Things are, um, we'll say, a little bland musically, <laughs> from what you described. Man, I know the type of music you're, you're talking about too. Oh yeah, you know what's it's... great? I, just because you come from the culture, um, uh, oh man, what is his name from Mortification? Steve Rowe. The um, oh, yeah. if you're familiar with Mortification, like the yeah, premier... they're, they're like the Christian death metal band, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I highly recommend their first two albums. Yeah. They're like their first two albums are revered yeah. in in old school death metal circles for a reason. But there's yeah. a great I've heard them. Yeah, I think it's called Imagine, and it's it's Steve Rowe giving a testimony at a church. Um, down where he's from in Australia. It's called, like, the Imagine Testimony. And he actually talks about being part of the metal scene. He talks about record labels screwing him over. He talks about Imagine Christian bands uh, and Christian labels screwing you over. And then <laughs> and then um, uh, regular death metal bands actually helping you out. And, like, he, he touches on that. 
but um, at the end they kind of like, like like they kind of pan out and they had a jam and stuff. I th- if I remember yeah. correctly, yeah, it was that that type of thing. So, mortification, like a mortification jam. No, like, no, no, like uh, a, like no. a very bland. Oh, uh, like okay, white bread, yeah, kind of yeah. kind of thing. You know, like a you know you know the you know the guitarist the, the guitarist has the uh the the the, the knit hat on you know type of thing. Yeah, he's uh, doing his best impression of the Edge <laughs> from U two. Oh, you know, God. like doing like. You know, yeah, like yeah, five layers of delay and reverb on it. You know, wow, wow. I was just thinking about the edge the other day, man. <laughs> but, but, but we're getting sidetracked. So, 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 is that your path then to joining a Christian metalcore band? Yeah. So I, I that. So I listened to uh, back to 2011, Discover Macedon, uh, and also like a lot of friends because you know, of course, I'm in, growing up in a Christian setting. Of course, my friends are going to be listening to Christian metal. Um, so they're like, oh, check out this band, August Burns Red. They're so sick. Yeah, I'm like, okay, all right, this is this is kind of okay. Yeah, this is good. Um, so I get dragged into whole, the whole Christian metalcore thing. Um, you know, for to I don't, I don't know if you're, some of your listeners might know like for today, like Sleeping Giant, Impending Doom, like all these like Christian metalcore and deathcore acts. Um, this is huge in like the early 2010s, like. You couldn't like. I feel like Christian metalcore and deathcore is almost like intrinsic with every single local scene in the entire like Northeast, all the way to the Bible Belt, and probably throughout the South as well. Um, I feel like that Christian metalcore was almost like synonymous with like a lot of like, like that like metalcore scenes like in that early 2010 era. Like, you couldn't go anywhere without like at least one of those bands playing somewhere, you know. Yeah, wow. I, I, it's an. <laughs> I would like to explore that Throwback. scene more on, <laughs> on this podcast. Actually, yeah. we talked to um, uh, my friend, my friend Dan used to play in a band called A Love for Enemies. Dan Valentino, who we interviewed on the podcast a long time ago, and he touched on performing and touring within the the kind of the the, the more commercial end of the Christian rock scene and that sort of thing yeah but um it's an interesting scene man I'd, I'd like to interview some of those bands i've reached out to christian metal bands in the past but they're i think they're weary a little bit of of um of well, the, of the secular press yeah you say. so um <laughs> yeah. all right so so you did you did you end up doing a little bit of touring and you know how how big was no. this band did it did it this band sucked ass i'm gonna tell you that right now <laughs> <laughs> um I'm not even gonna say the name of it because I don't want people to find it. Um, I, I just, Fair enough. If Fair you enough. if you know, you know. Like if you're listening and you know me, you you probably might know. Fair um, but otherwise, I'm I'm not trying to put that out there. Um, so we played like one show and it was a complete disaster. No one knew how to play anything. It was one of the funniest shows of all time. Um, and I I quit that band after a while because yeah, I, I was kind of over it after after a little while. Um, so then I kind of keep at it. Um, I discover more as it's going on, discover more and more metal. I went through like a huge like prog rock and prog metal phase. And I think almost everyone also does at some point. Um, like I Mastodon, I like loved Mastodon throughout this entire period. Discovered bands like Gojira, um, kind of like these more prog metal bands. Um, I never liked Dream Theater. I don't. I couldn't. Could never get into them. I didn't like the vocals. Uh-oh. You know, I, I I'm not a Dream Theater guy either, and I'm from Long Island, so that's a little controversial. But I always I always recommend um, Inner Strength as my favorite Long Island progressive metal band. Oh yeah, but, I, don't, but, I don't think I've I, I don't think I've ever listened to them. And if you want to go OG like prog rock, Kansas, I really think oh, is underrated. 
But are I, they from? Are they from Long Island? I I, I want to say Kansas might be might be from Kansas, but <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, man. I actually would have to would have to look that up. But um, yeah. uh, not to throw you off there, man. So here's what I'm here's what what, I, what I'm curious about though. When does the decision come with you that um you want to branch out beyond this Christian music scene that you've kind of come up in? And and I say that respectfully because you know I like look yeah Deicide Morbid Angel. It's kind of a meme that um somebody <laughs> would be playing Christian music and then be playing death metal. But it's actually a very real circumstance that a lot of people I've interviewed come from because because where you're born is where you're born. Your family yep. is where your family. Right. And on your journey to becoming who you are, there there's there ends up being a conscious decision like this tradition that my family has raised me in i want to do something musically or artistically that is going to kind of break with that and maybe you know so was there a conscious decision on your part like listen man this christian stuff this this christian metal stuff is not necessarily for me i want to start my own projects was that like a conscious decision and was it something that maybe you your family might not um uh approve of yeah i mean my parents have never really been like disapproving, but I guess to, to get to it, um, it was, I think it was my third, excuse me. It was like my third band. Um, so my, I, my second band was, it wasn't a Christian band, but it was like with like all the, my Christian friends, like all in the same circle, pretty much. It was just, uh, it wasn't explicitly Christian, but so, but after that, and that one also sucked. Uh, don't listen to that one. Um, so after that, um, I finally, I think it's like late high school. Like, I think it's like my senior year of high school. I, well, when was the moment that I just, I think I discovered suffocation, I think in junior year <laughs> of high, either sophomore or junior year, I think sophomore. Um, and I, I was, I don't know. I, there's something about, um, I like got really, really into like some of the most extreme stuff, like immediately, like I kind of skipped the surface stuff. Like a lot of people, like when they're getting into death metal, they might listen to like Mellow Death first, or they might listen to like I don't know something something a little lighter. And I, I my first extreme metal acts are like I listen to like um, Suffocation, I listen to like Dillinger Escape Plan, huh. um, and I listen to like kind of like like kind of like these harder math core backs. So that was like I still like had like a metal core and progressive framework. So listening to, like these crazy math core bands like really clicked in with me and then from like suffocation i discovered like a whole world of like brutal death metal and stuff like that and then i kind of came back so senior i think it was like yeah senior year of high school i kind of it took me a long time but i finally discovered old school death metal um which is like you know like the morbid angel entombed type of stuff um so that's like the moment where i really started to want to write and figure out how to do more extreme stuff um because up to that point i've only been making stuff that my friends could like play and i was graduating and i was like kind of talking to them less and less i'd like ended all the bands i had with them um and it was from this point forward where i kind of wanted to just start to write my own stuff i didn't know what i was writing i i didn't even I didn't really understand metal subgenres yet, you know, at that point. I was just like, these bands that I like, some of them are hardcore, some of them, like, you know, like some of the heaviest stuff, like Magruder Grinds and Nails. This is like, you know, early 2010s. So, like, that was like right when those bands, like, really popping off. So I discovered that. I'm like, wow, this is super heavy. 
I want to do kind of some heavier stuff like this. Um, so like I kind of go down that route, um, kind of make some like these almost like I my first attempts at writing death metal was just pure death grind. Like it's just like some like repulsion, some like I don't know terrorizer type death grind stuff. Uh, some exhumed. Like that was like my first real attempts at trying. I was I was was wasn't even making death grinds, quote unquote. Like I didn't even really know what that was yet. But you know, looking back, I was like, oh yeah, that that kind of just sounds like exhumed, you know, or something like that. All right. So when so so you you kind of, you graduate, you kind of. Well, so you said something that interested me too. You said you had a band that wasn't explicitly Christian, but it was with a lot of the same guys that were in your Christian bands, right? Or Christian friends of yours. So yeah. would, would I mean, is that am I reading too much into that? Or was that like all of you kind of like those other guys as musicians, maybe too, saying like maybe I want to do something with mu- music that's not explicitly about the you know the religion? Yeah. I right. mean, it wasn't like, much of a conscious decision. Um, it was just like, yeah, let's just make some music for fun. We're kind of getting a little bit rebellious, but it wasn't yeah. like anti-Christian or like, you know, like deicide type lyrics. It was just like <laughs> writing about other stuff, you know. God, I don't even yeah. remember what the music was about. It might have been Christian. I don't even know what he was writing. Um, I think we, we played a couple of shows with that band. but All right. It's just it's it's interesting to me because I have an outsider perspective to that scene. You know what I mean? So I'm, yeah. just, I, I'm just curious about it. But yeah. um so well well so so pushing forward then um you know the the first band that I really know you from is Path to War mm. which I believe started around 2018 but if I, but I'm not mistaken you've probably been around um in, in other bands before that Yeah so I guess like, my like, final my my first like true true introduction to like the metal music scene on at large um, and like kind of being in a band like that was Ninth Realm, actually. Um, so I, I I was in Vile Tongues, which was like a death grind project with that Baltimore band before that. Um, and we played like a single show and then we kind of never did it. Um, and I think this is like junior or soft. I, it was my first year at UMD, University of Maryland. Um, and I'm like, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm not in any bands right now. I don't really know what I'm writing. Like, I don't know what to do. You know, I was, I was just like, no musical direction. Not sure if I'm even going to bother continuing with this. And then I meet uh, the drummer of Ninth Realm, Joey, uh, in one of my classes. Uh, Cause he's had like a gate creeper shirt on. I'm like, Oh, Hey, that's a cool band. I like that band, you know? Um, so we kind of get to talk in, um and eventually he's like oh hey you want to join my instrumental doom metal band ninth <laughs> realm and i'm like oh yeah sure he's like oh can you play bass and i'm like okay <laughs> so i was first time i was playing bass in a band um so that's kind of how i started how ninth realm kind of officially began because it, so like when i joined um there were like two other members that were on guitar but over time, those guys kind of like became disinterested or left. Um, and it's basically just me and Joey basically starting a whole new band by ourselves, just keeping the name. And that's kind of how Ninth Realm is today. That, that was my first real um, intro into the metal scene and into like playing shows and kind of the path that 
I can credit to where I am today. And this is like, yeah, like 2018 or something like that. So like five years ago. Okay. Yeah. I got, according to my resource, uh, metal archives. Um, yeah. 2018 was the exile of the pit fiend EP. Yeah. Um, and then consequently, uh, in 2019 and 20, you released two more EPs and followed that up with 2022's, um, uh, a fate unbroken full length on mercenary press. Yeah. Uh, that, so, so that's, pr- that, that's, that's kind of like uh, fresh. I want to talk about that a little bit. First of all, the, 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 I mean, the most striking thing, and obviously you, you, you picked it to be striking is the cover art oh, right, yeah. right off the bat. Is that, did you, did you guys license that? Or is that, a, is that like an artist you worked with? No, so that's um Wormwalk. He's a artist coming out of Philly. He looks like a, he did the Morgul blade cover art. He's done a couple notable cover art uh, in recent um he does like shirt designs like he did like some frozen soul shirt designs okay he's done like a lot he's pretty prolific he's actually done quite a bit um but like we're um me and joey uh the drummer ninth realm uh are like huge like we're like we really liked his art um and it's like that kind of had that kind of fantasy style which obviously <laughs> yeah. like we're super super into um like we're fucking nerds <laughs> so um it's a it's but, a ama- it's an amazing piece dude it's it's yeah no i love i i we were like, it was love at first sight with that cover. It was brilliant. <laughs> it reminded me of the old, uh, I used to get the trading cards. I, I want to say the guy's name was Boris Vallejo or something. There was a there was a few artists that did that Conan the Barbarian style stuff, man. Oh, yeah. Really great. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. It, it, but it, that's what it reminds me of, Conan the Barbarian Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And, um, yeah. We I just had uh, Gary Brents on here, uh, and we were talking about old Dungeons and Dragons books, uh, keeping them <laughs> around just as like reference art and things like that. Oh yeah. So, what I mean, I noticed with Ninth Realm, my like, I you know, obviously, I spent the afternoon kind of reviewing uh, all of your projects, and I do want to get to, uh, you, you know, you you were kind enough to send me um, the the I guess it's an upcoming Vile Ritual album. It's not out yet, right? Uh, and we will yeah. talk about that, but but I want to get into Ninth Realm for a minute because it's for me personally it's a winning combination of this like fantasy kind of medieval swords and sorcerers dragons type of like uh atmosphere but um for from from my uneducated caveman ears i hear a lot of that like proto black metal german thrash maybe oh yeah absolutely yeah um, and, and it's great man and there's like the leads are there everything everything is like very slick in a way man um let's get into that man i'll I'll let you take over yeah so um i'm so joey likes to talk about the concept in front but i really i like that's the sound of ninth realm um it really comes from like kind of everything that i like about old school heavy metal like not just thrash metal not just speed metal not just death metal it's like all of the all like black metal like all like the 80s 90s metal like that's that's kind of all like kind of fuses it into like ninth realm for me it's like very death metal at times thrash metal at times speed metal at times black metal at times just like straight up iron maiden heavy metal at times you know Mm -hmm. like it's like it's kind of everything that i want to sound like um as a metal band um so that's kind of that's like probably the biggest influence is just all that early stuff like especially like the thrasher stuff like creator was so huge like early death <laughs> yeah. like leprosy and like screen Bloody blord era death um like the biggest one demolition hammer obviously we don't do double kick like demolition hammer but 
you know that just kind of crushing thrash metal it's like you know it's like really huge but also it's like while we're doing that at the same time i feel like we can just rip into like just like a three guitar lead like iron maiden or like something like that or you know just rip off some heavy metal like middle road or like do like a black and heavy black and thrash like r noir something like that you know like that's like i just feel like i want like like going into a night like writing ninth realm i i i just take it all i just take it all in and just fuse it into like something that i want to listen to so i i appreciate that i mean one you know i something that i think is maybe forgotten or downplayed sometimes is is that indulgent 80s metal and i'm not talking about glam or hair metal i'm talking about your Judas Priest painkiller or, oh, yeah. or even like, you know, if you want to mellow it out a little bit more, your your Def Leppard uh, pyro, pyromania. <laughs> like, let's let's talk about like the just the classic hard rock, like what, what passed for metal but was really hard rock back then. I'm talking about yeah. ear candy. Uh, I'm talking mm-hmm. about, you know, like pinch harmonics and sweet, sweet shredding solos and 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 all that sort of like there's there's something to be said, you know, like when I there's when I hear in a death metal band or a black metal band or somebody, I think a lot of the, the Scandinavian bands get this right, that they're also listening to Randy Rhodes oh, yeah. or George Lynch, uh, you know, or, or some of those guys from back in the day, man. Like, it, you know, there's there's a lot of, even, even though some of those techniques and some of those those shreds were in the context of, like, Dokken or Ozzy back in the day or, or whatever, you know, they're... It's nice to hear them in extreme metal too, man. You know, there's, yeah. you know, it's ear candy from for metalheads. I always say so. I, that's, I guess, that's all I'm trying to get at, man. And and I like that you guys bring a lot of that kind of like '80s sensibility to it, you know. And yeah. wrap it up with this Dungeons and Dragons kind of package, man. So <laughs> I know you said you said your drummer Joey's your drummer. Yeah, Joey. I, I know you said he likes to talk about the 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 concept. Is there like an overarching concept with the band? Yeah, so basically everything about Ninth Realm. So he's like a, a fantasy writer slash comic book author. So he does. So he has like his own kind of fantasy world that he's like writing. And basically, the whole band is kind of based off of that fantasy world. Huh. So all the all the characters, setting, and stuff like that. It's like based on like this like mystical world of Tytherin, which is just like this like super fucked up dark fantasy place. Um, like it's like Berserk meets like you know like um. Dungeons and Dragons type stuff, you know, it's like, like Forgotten Realms, Berserk, like that kind of like dark fantasy um, element. And that's kind of where the concept of Ninth Realm comes from. It's kind of that like grittier fantasy. It's like not high fantasy. It's not like this, like European power metal stuff. It's very like grittier, like, like raw kind of like kind of fantasy, which is kind of what we we like the most personally, you know? Yeah. Um, So that's that kind of influences the sound of it as well, because it's, it's aggressive you know we 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 don't hold when we do when we want to we can get as like vicious as we want so it's like it's 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 like a much more darker tone than like a heavy metal band who would be also about fantasy and stuff like that you know yeah. so yeah okay I, I i get it man i like that and that's um that's you said he's got he's uh he, he writes uh comic books and writes fiction you said yeah so he's like writing like He's trying to like write like a huge uh, fantasy novel series. Okay. He hasn't gotten that off the off the ground just yet, but he's he is also like he does art. Uh, the all the early Ninth Realm releases before before Phantom Broken, he did the art for that as well as the um, the Vile Ritual EP and compilation. Um, he also did the art for that too. So he's a really talented artist. Um, so he's okay. he's trying to use that 
to further his storytelling as well. So. All right, shout shout to him, man. We'd love to speak with him uh, one day eventually, man. Maybe when you guys have something uh, new to plug down the road for for Ninth Realm, or when he's got his book off the ground or something, man. That's cool, man. Yeah. Um, I I always love the creativity. I love hearing when there's a lot going on behind the lyrics. You know, it's it's funny to mention Gary Brents for a second time already in this interview, but um, he has a, a quite a few um. Pro, uh, projects, but we interviewed him just a few weeks ago. The episode came out, and he has a whole bunch of lore and kind of like fantasy, uh, kind of video game and role playing game influence stuff behind his lyrics too, man. So I always love getting in depth with people who put a lot into their lyrics. I know there's some bands who kind of just write the lyrics on the fly in the studio, and that's cool too. But um, I like yeah. the the world building aspect to it too, kind of uh, you know, which, which is cool. So with Ninth Realm, you guys recently did a tour, right? Yeah, so we it, we just finished uh, like a like a winter run, winter uh, early fall, early spring run, whatever you want to call it. Um, we uh, went from so we had a album release show in DC uh, at this venue called the Runaway, which is like kind of like a smaller bar, and it like we weren't we weren't really expecting too much from the show because uh, I don't know, um, but it sold out like the show sold out. Um, awesome. Um, we had a we had a couple bands. We had. Um, I uh, think Cavern Womb from Philly, Delirium Nerve, uh, one of the best grind acts coming out of DC right now. If you haven't listened to Delirium Nerve, listen to them. They're great. Deli- um, Delirium Nerve? Delirium Nerve. Delirium like, Nerve. Okay. okay. Yeah. They're definitely an up and coming DC grind act. Okay. Like, All right. They're, I think they're going to get pretty big here shortly. Like they, they deserve it. They're really good. Um, so yeah, Delirium Nerve, uh, and then uh, Morbidity, which was uh, mostly ex Path to War members, as well as um, or yeah, mostly ex Path to War members uh, played in that. So just like some buddies joining on, um, and then after that, we took a week off, and then we started started the tour in Baltimore. Uh, we played at the Undercroft, which is a pretty cool venue in Baltimore. It's like underneath the church area. It's like a community center spot. Uh, it's really good um then we started to hit the road by richmond's then raleigh uh charlotte Asheville, and then finished it up in uh atlanta uh and then headed back very smart to tour all uh southern regions in the the uh winter yeah that's a that's that I mean, that's that's a little tip. it was still pretty cold it was it wasn't very yeah. warm I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say that <laughs> still beats going up to rochester or buffalo oh yeah yeah <laughs> that's a little tip for the for, for the band starting out man if you want to start touring and doing weekends man if it's the winter go down south and if it's the summer go to new england and, and uh canada or whatever man yep um vouch for that <clears throat> so all right so I, we talked about ninth realm a little bit and we'll come back to that and and um you mentioned Path to War. So now Path to War, I guess, is kind of going on the same time that you're building Ninth Realm? Yeah, so I joined Path to War a little bit late. Um, they had already released, I think, three EPs before I joined. Um, so I joined right after the compilation, or like right as the compilation uh, No Man's Land was coming out. Like that was right when I joined, like right before that came out. Um, so I started playing a couple shows with them. Um, I, I met them through Ninth Realm. I think Ninth Realm played a show and the drummer Andrew um, was like, oh, hey, this guy's I've never seen this guy before, but he's he can riff pretty good. Um, and I got to know him a little better. And eventually he's like, oh, hey, we kind of want a second guitarist for Pet the War. 
you want to join? I said, oh, fuck yeah, I want to be. I never got an opportunity to be in a death metal, death metal band. And death metal is my favorite music of all time. So, <laughs> you know, I was like, fuck yeah, I'll, I'll be play death metal. Um, so we played a couple shows. We have Path to War had some really good stuff lined up. Um, and then 2020 hits and everything goes down the drain. Mm. Um, so I think, um, I, 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 obviously other bands have been affected more by COVID, but I think COVID absolutely killed Pat the War. I think if Pat COVID never happened, Pat the War probably would still be around. If, if not, maybe, it maybe not, but I'd, I'd like to think we would have gotten a lot more done, um, a lot sooner at least. Um, so COVID hit and we kind of basically take a year off. Um, and then we kind of just get together, record our last uh, release. Um, shoot, I can't even remember what it's called right now. <laughs> well, um, I had, hold on a second. We can My always... brain. <laughs> edit this, edit this out. Uh, Chaos Eternal. Okay, yes. I, um, Chaos I, Eternal. Uh, shout to Metal Archives. I just looked it up. <laughs> you're, you're right. Chaos Eternal. You're right. I just, <laughs> fact All right. We, edit, we're going to edit that out. Uh, anyways, um, no chaos eternal um so and we, we record that uh end up releasing it like a while later and then we're kind of like yeah we're kind of done with this um i kind of want to continue but um like clay the band leader was kind of like we kind of just ended it there um and i think it was it, i think we had a good run um played some really good shows um i'm a little sad that i'm not really in a death metal band anymore but it is what it is you know well, you. Well, f- first of all, what I would say about that, because I, I, I have to, I have to take a little side note there. I know what it's like to be sad that you're no longer in a death metal band. Um, <laughs> it's um, the hardest struggle in the world. It's, it's the hardest struggle in the world. I've, I've been when Biolich broke up, because, because Buckshot Facelift was going at that point, but it wasn't really doing much, you know what I mean? There, there were right, certain yeah. points, and then when my first band, Cursed Earth, broke up, and then I had a situation where, um, uh, I was a little, I, I was a little miffed about, a a, 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 um, every, people know, and, uh, 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 all I can say is you got, like, in the eternal words of my father, you just gotta keep on trucking, as, as, as cliche as it sounds, but, You'll, you're especially if you're out there and you're putting out your projects and you're doing your thing like you are, man. You're always gonna find um, people to work with. And we had somebody a, f- a few months ago uh, drop an email, and, and Rick and I read it on the podcast about um, uh, they, they, you know, they, they got recruited, I guess, by a band to be a session guy, and they learned all the material and everything, and then the band ended up kind of ghosting them and dissing them, man. And it's just you, sometimes you gotta slug it out, but I always feel like. The, the shit settles at the bottom and the cream rises to the top and you're going to end up with the people you, you, you belong with, man. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's, that's all I'll say to that. And, you know, and, and I'm joking, but Liam, even if not, you got enough going on, man. Come on. Uh, you got, <laughs> that's true. Because cause, cause then pu- pushing, pushing forward, what I'm getting at with that segue is Vile Ritual. Um, yeah. This is a fairly new project. Now, I got to ask this because you said, you said COVID, the sh- you know, everything shutting down, that was real hard on Path to War. At the end, uh, you guys put out your your final EP, and some of those guys go on to Morbid Deity, who I um I, I would like to get get on the program and, and speak to them and hype their shit too. Uh, yeah, but they're and, really good. And, and then you come out with Vile Ritual, um, 2019 demo, and then in 2022 that was reissued with three new songs as Tongues of the uh, Exterminate. 
right? Examine it. Examine it. So that's my handwriting. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm an idiot over here. So, um, was did I mean? I guess that whole I I know it changed uh, my perception of things and maybe some of my approaches to bands and 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 you know I obviously people know I came out in a different situation than I went into it you know in terms of the the pandemic you know with music and my bands and, and things like that. Um, is that kind of what happened? Like you guys went in, you you were full steam ahead with Path to War, ready to go, and then everything shut down, and you come out of it, and it seems like your your head is on vile ritual, and some of those guys are on morbid deity. Like like it seems like the whole the the whole group of people got remixed, kind of from from that that happening. Yeah, um, I think it wasn't like a conscious thing. I definitely wanted to stay at Path to War like that whole time, but vile ritual was kind of like. Um, it started out kind of like as a low effort thing. Well, not low effort, but like I kind of made that first EP pretty quick, like probably in like a week. I've been listening to like a ton of like Beharit drawing down the moon. You can hear that really clearly. Uh, and like Spectral, Spectral, is it Spectral Wound? Uh, Spectral Blood, I think is the is the band. Um, so like a lot of that type of stuff, like Void Meditation Cult, like kind of that like really occult, black and death metal, like for like Vaughn, like that really repetitive with like the low end. So I was listening like a ton of that. I'm like, wow, this, I really, really like this a lot. Um, it can't be that hard to make. So then I, I, I made that first EP and I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't really think much of it. I'm like, yeah, this, I like, I like the stuff that I made. I don't think it's the greatest music I've ever made in my life. Um, and then about like, a, I think it's issued on like a friend's label. Uh, so you do like a limited tape run, but then I, uh, Sentient Ruin, uh, I guess stumbles upon, the ep um and then sentient ruins like hey we want to put this on vinyl i'm like what <laughs> oh you want to put this on vinyl of all my bands okay um so i go kind of go forward with that um and i wrote three new songs uh recorded um and i kind of re-recorded the first ep as well and that's what's on tongues of the examinant and of course that gets put on sentient ruin um but that, that is, it was just like interesting to see that just like suddenly like balloon into like, like it was such a bigger thing um, than I ever anticipated it being, you know, like it just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, but I'm happy about it because it led me to write more, like it, it motivated me in more than I think anything, any other moment, I guess, in my music history to continue to write more and more. And I think probably in like the last two years, I've kind of, I don't know if I peaked, but I certainly like leveled up in terms of like my songwriting and my craft, because in there in that period, I wrote the full length, which is, I guess will be coming out. I think in June, we have a release date. It's sometime in June. Um, I'm not sure the, the numbers are release date, but the, the, the next full length uh, for Vile Ritual. Do you have a uh, album title for that or? Not yet. Yeah, it's Caverns of Occultic Hatred. Okay, a vile ritual. And is there a label or not? It's a, it's also going to be on Sentient Rune. Okay, Sentient Rune is going to be releasing um, the 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 upcoming vile ritual. You were you were uh, kind enough to send me a preview of that that I could listen to. Man, I really enjoyed it, and you 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 segued for me by talking about trying to step up the writing process and all that. Um, so. What I'm getting at here is uh, what I listen to sounds like a really – it's a very well-written album, man. The songs have a, have, have a lot of texture. They go somewhere. And it doesn't just sound 
like that um, kind of caveman war metal. It sounds uh, mm-hmm. a, a little bit there's there's kind of like some old school atmospheric uh, creepy death metal. I, th- I feel like going on in there. And the most unsettling part of the whole thing is that effect you have on the vocals. I, yeah. I, I really enjoyed that too, man. It's a cool package. So it kind of sounds like maybe extrapolating both from like the old school atmospheric death metal and the quote unquote war metal for lack of a better term. I don't know if that's what you'd, you'd call that stuff, but yeah. it, it it's cool. And so do you want to talk about this process that, that you kind of like took to write this new album and what, what, yeah. you, what else you wanted to add onto the project and how you wanted the project to evolve? Yeah. So the first tongues in the examinate. Oh, so the first EP was like pretty much pure Beharit worship. Um, I'll just I'll just like say it. like that's that's kind of what it was, what its intention was. Um, but when the new songs and tongue examinate, I, I wanted to bring in more like layers. Um, I brought in like like different samples, uh, just like st- stuff always going on underneath the music, kind of add layers and stuff. And that kind of springboarded me when I was writing the full length. Um, I just wanted to do, you know, I just wanted to write like much more intricate, more interesting guitar riffs. I, I felt like I feel like a lot of those black and death metal bands, they're like I really like them a lot, but I I I couldn't write stuff like that that's like so samey for so long. Like I feel like I really feel the need to like change it up, you know. Um so some songs are like much more like grindy and fast and like war metal and other songs sound like, you know, like some like a like a more like kind of old school death metal track, like a uh, like an incantation track, which was probably the number one thing that probably influenced the album was like the early incantation records. But um, I, I just feel like I I wanted to like create like a diverse soundscape and also just do more cool things on the guitar, like just write the riffs that I wanted to write, like I've wanted to write all these years that I haven't had a project to really write them for because Path to War more of a caveman death metal thing, ninth realm, more of a thrash metal, heavy metal thing. If I, I want to write these kind of like more esoteric riffs, something like, you know, along the lines of like the chasm or something like that, you know, something much more, I guess a little heady. Um, it'll have like a strong, like melodic sense as well. Um, I guess that was kind of what went into me writing that. Yeah, man, it's, 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 it's hard to describe, and I'll leave it at that for the listeners to judge um, and to look forward to. Uh, and with that being said, you have a few other projects, man. Did I get it right? You have another project where you play everything called Sulfuric Hatred that had a two, t- 2022 demo? Yeah, so Sulfuric Hatred was interesting. Um, so um, so the vocalist of that is Alex Jones of Undeath. Um, so we met... Uh, with Path to, I was one of the Path to War shows. We met like it was a show. I think it was us. Was it Tomb Warden? I think it was Tomb Warden, Undeath, and Sanguisugabog. This was twenty nineteen, maybe. I think twenty nineteen. Okay. Um. So yeah, this is like I think yeah, fall of twenty nineteen. They come to DC. We open for them. Uh, Sanguisugabog on Death. Um. And at the time, I really I was a huge. Like, I think their second EP had come out at the time. So I was like, I was listening to that, like, nonstop. Like, that was my favorite EP. I think a lot of people can relate. That that EP was fucking killer. Not to say that Dorsey Discography is bad. It's, it's also also great. But that EP was absolutely killer. Uh, so I was like, you guys are, like, the best upcoming death metal bands. Um, and I guess I kind of I kind of befriended them a little bit, um, especially Alex. Uh, like, we talked a lot after that show. Um, 
And I guess fast forward like about a year later, um, he kind of hits me up. He's like, oh, hey, you want to like do like an internet band type of thing? Uh, like, kind of out of the blue. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, let's do that. Um, so I go ahead and write like some straight like fucking blasphemy, um, like war metal, like super ultra dark stuff, um, like kind of grind influence, noise, noise core influence, like a lot of a lot of harsh noise elements there, too. And we put that out, um, and that was kind of how that went. Um, so, and that was definitely more kind of just me, me just trying to make the like most aggressive music I possibly could. <laughs> all right, man. So yeah, these are all things the listeners could check out. And um, at at this point, I got I got to ask you just to clarify: Are there any other projects I left out? I saw something called Vile Tongues. That yeah. you did, and you have two demos out with that project as well. Is are there like let you talk? Please elaborate on that. But is and then and if if there's anything else I left out as well. Yeah, so Vile Tongues was the first extreme metal bands. I, I branched it earlier. Uh, it was like the band that I commuted to Baltimore with. Oh, um, okay, okay. Yeah, we played like one show. Um, that EP was um, released for like a friend's like an internet compilation. Like I wasn't even planning on putting that out as its own release. And then we eventually did. Cause I was like, yeah, I like this. Let's just put it on, throw it up on Bandcamp. See who likes it. Um, so yeah, like a lot of that, um, like that was kind of like a very, I, at that time I wasn't really in like an, like an, a for regional scene. I was kind of more, I was in like a lot of like music forums, like a lot listening, like, kind of discovering like like kind of like a lot of like this music that i now like listen to pretty much regularly um kind of just discovering all this stuff and you know i, I meet people online and it's like oh hey you want to do like an online band and then he turns out he's from baltimore and yada 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 um that's how that started um but that band never really did went anywhere or did anything more than that one show um so after that i kind of wrote that um that one release um it's like that uh, Friday the Thirteenth, uh, like what, whatever. Is it had like a horror theme? It's it, it wasn't a very high effort release. Um, <laughs> that second, it was it was just pretty much pure mortician worship. I made it as a joke, honestly. I was like, because I think I released it on April first. Um, just kind of like this, uh, trying to get all these stupid dumb riffs out. Um, although I don't know now, I kind of want to make a real band that sounds like that, but. I, I'm a little busy right now, so it's a it's a <laughs> it's a style now, man. It's a it's a whole style yeah. nowadays. So all right, so so moving forward, we talked about the upcoming. Do you want to say the name of that upcoming Vile Ritual album on Sentia Rune? Yeah, it's a Caverns of Occultic Hatred. Okay. Uh, should be coming out in June, so watch out for it around then. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's got my. I'll bring it up again when it when it actually drops too, man. I'll I'll get one of the other guys to listen to it. And we'll talk about it. One of the one of my co-hosts. Um, and then what about Ninth Realm? You guys just did the tour. We talked about um, uh, a, uh, a Fate Unbroken, your full-length album on Mercenary Press from 2022, which is still pretty hot off the press. Uh, what's going on with Ninth Realm? Yeah, so now Ninth Realm, we're doing we're going to be doing a split uh, with a uh, with another band. Um, I, I guess I won't go too into it um, just yet, um, but it's we're going to be doing a split with that band with with a. And then after that, uh, hopefully do tours of the summer and fall and then hunker down and hopefully write or finish uh, LP number two. Um, I already have a couple songs done on done for that. So 
uh, hopefully by the time that that rolls around, I'll have the whole thing written and I'll be ready to go with that. Nice. All right, cool, man. And then, uh, you know, finally, anything else you want to you want to promote or hype that you got coming up uh, in the near future? Any other projects yeah. or anything you're involved with? Uh, so, so the Sulfuric Hatred full length is done and is being submitted. Uh, it's going to come out on a record label. Uh, I don't know when it's going to come out, but it's coming. Maybe this year, maybe next year. We'll see. Still, uh, still, it's too early to say. Um, still Alex from Undeath on vocals? Yeah, and uh, actually Sam uh, from Stabbed and all those bands is doing drums on that. So, or did drums on that. Oh, a small world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sam, Sam Sherrick, um, yep. frequent co-host of uh, the program and also yep. in a- Shout out Sam, Mark, you know, the gang. Three, he's in like three or four bands with me. We lost count. How many? Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that's great, man. I'm very glad to hear that, man. So people can look out for that, uh, that, that new sulfuric hatred um, with Alex from Undeath and also with Sam on drums, man. So that's going to be an interesting mix, man. Looking forward to see all you guys together and see what you come up with. Um, yeah. And then I'll give you the opportunity to plug and promote anything else. But um, you you know what time it is, man, because you listen to the show. We're going to get into the recommendations. Uh, yeah. Something old, something new. It could be a demo, an EP, an album, metal or otherwise. Just give us a, something from back in the day and something a little more recent to listen to. Yeah, so um, I think my... My favorite, like, kind of underrated old school death metal album is uh, Ceremonium's No Longer Silent. Um, I Good think one. that's that is one that more people absolutely need to listen to. Ceremonium is might be my favorite of like that New Jersey, New York death metal scene, or like at least you know, like a top top three of that scene for me. Like, it's just incredible, incredible music. Um, and that album, particularly, like, the riffs are just, I mean, it's just so well written and good. I love it. I, th this is funny because I just brought that up yesterday at Reeking Aura rehearsal. Yeah. A couple of the guys knew it and we were talking about Ceremonium No Longer Silent. That is, uh, people really got to check that out, man. It's yeah. an amazing album. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, dude, that, that's, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's just funny. I see that they're, uh, I see that they're like kind of reformed. Do you know anything about that? Maybe more than I do. I'd have no, you, you know, more than I do. Cause I didn't even realize that I'd have to look it up. If so, I'd like to give him an interview, but, um, yeah, the, the guy, Tom from that band used to run a, a small label Destro records back in the day. Yeah. It's, yeah. Used to see him around. I mean, I'm going back 20 years, but <laughs> I'd, I'd love to see them if they're reformed. No longer silent by ceremony. Excellent, man. All right. So, um, uh, continue, man. Don't let me throw you off. Yeah, so like a modern one now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that new Conjureth album, the uh, the Parasitic Chambers, uh, they're like a San Diego death metal band. Um, I was, I listened to that just recently and I was actually just blown away. Uh, it's like, it's just like this really, it's like, you know, the, you know, the project Liars in Wait, like that old Swedish project? No, I'm, um, I'm not familiar to be honest. Yeah, Liars in Wait, it's like this, uh, members of like grotesque uh like swedish death metal um it's it's like this super chaotic death metal it's like morbid angel but like kind of more like kind of angular in a way it's it, but it's like it's like really melodic at the same time like it's like really striking melodies uh that's kind of what conjurist sounds like to me like it's like this really off kilter like lots of like I don't say they're off time dramas, but they're definitely like it's straddling the line. Um, but it, it, it like comes together in like a really like cool, like old school way. Like I really, really like that album. So I'll, I'll give them a shout out for sure. 
Interesting. Okay, man. Um, still, still stuck off the fact that you brought up ceremonium like uh, twenty four hours after I brought it up in a different situation. <laughs> yeah, that definitely highly recommended, man. Um, all right. So, uh, Liam, I I appreciate your time. Uh, we had a thorough breakdown of 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 uh, your projects. If I left anything out, or if you still got anything that you wanted to plug or promote coming up, um, please let me know now, man. Yeah, um, Ninth Realm has some shows coming up. We're playing Valentine. Well, I don't know when this is coming out. Um, this, this show will probably already happen by the time this episode's out. Uh, but we're playing um, in, uh, with uh, Ilsa in uh, in DC, Songbird. And then in March, you're playing with thrash metal band Heathen, uh, like a 90s technical thrash band, 80s, 90s technical thrash band Heathen. Um, and a couple other bands in March uh, at Metro Gallery. And then I'm sure Ninth Realm will have some shows coming up. Um, but that's, yeah, that's, that's about it. So, All right, when, when's the Ilsa show? Uh, Valentine's Day. So, that, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I think we're um, we're probably gonna have this episode out like uh, uh, maybe like a few days after that or a week after that. The the way our our schedule is running oh, yeah. right now with with production. Yeah, yeah but um, Just edit that out. <laughs> no, 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 no. But we encourage the listeners to check you guys out on social media for um whatever you got coming up uh whenever even if they listen to this uh months and months after it's released this this interview um well liam i really appreciate your time uh, i encourage everybody like i said to to lie and wait for that um june release of the brand new vile ritual album on sentient rune records uh the ninth realm split you got coming up and the shows you got coming up uh those 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 shows should be a good look for you those two that you mentioned man that's awesome yeah. New Sulfuric Hatred album with um, frequent co-host of this show, Sam, on drums, and Alex from Undeath on vocals. Man, So you got a lot going on, man. That's great. And people can check out some of your back catalog from the other bands you mentioned uh, and, and yeah. all that sort of thing, man. Liam McMahon, I appreciate your time, brother. Thank you so much. Yep. Thanks for having me. Uh, rock on, brother. Happy <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Liam McMahon. We appreciate his time talking about Ninth Realm, Vile Ritual, his other projects he's been in, man. Um, please keep uh, your eyes and ears peeled for all that stuff, man. Uh, and speaking of ears peeled, we have our ears peeled when you leave us voicemails. Oh, yeah. So bridging the gap right now between these segments, I think we're going to go for it right now and go right in on the phone lines. You remember Gremlins 2, the phone Gremlin, the little electric Gremlin through the phone? Oh, yeah, shooting through the phone. He's yeah. the one who kind of killed them all at the end, right? He was the downfall. Spoiler alert. Oh, well. Your dad was just talking to us about spoilers. He's wa- My dad thinks he's really cool because he's watching <laughs> an HBO show based on a video game. He's like, I don't play games, but I know about them. Well, he's got common ground with you now because you're a video game guy and he's you know, a designer. He's like I, behind, Well, I gave that up. He's getting behind the scenes knowledge. I, when I got married, just... I threw all my games out. I said, no games, Tom. No fun, nothing. Mm, that's My dad would respect that. My... <laughs> all right enough all right let's go right. with the list. hello this is kevin i'm calling to recommend my favorite album of 2022 i really don't think it's been talked about on the podcast yet it's called famine it's by balls they're from estonia it's on new standard elite uh 
you can spell the um, name of the band. It's B-A-A-L-S-E-B-U-B. And it, this album is just amazing. I love it so much. It's it's that type of album that I can just, like, listen to in my head. It's so catchy. It's really brutal. It's pain drumming, but it's the type of pain drumming where it's just so, so catchy. Um, Definitely for fans of, like, Brodekin, Orchidectomy, Echimosis, all the other New Standard Elite bands, Um, it's also the drummer is also the vocalist, which is another really cool thing about it, so... I just say, really, if you like any of those bands, if that sounds good to you, definitely check this album out. I really think more people should listen to it. It's, it's just so good. I love it so much. All right, thanks, guys. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Kevin, for listening and for giving us that recommendation. I appreciate that. I wasn't familiar with this. And thank you for spelling out the band name. Sometimes that comes up on the all these metal bands with their band names. Sometimes you got to spell them. Yeah, we had brought in <clears throat> this band a long time ago, uh, Balsabub, with their release, The Sickness of Unholy Inquisition. Mm. And, I mean, when you can define your band with a snare sound, the way a band has like this. You've mm. achieved something. Um, not only is it crazy brutal, but it has that that kind of like, for lack of a better term, like swing to it, where you can kind of bounce throughout the whole thing. And It's not unhinged. It doesn't yeah. lose any kind of rhythm. You can follow it. And I find the, that low end of the guitars, it's so thick. It sounds like thick tar weaving in and out of the drums mm. like that ping that high-pitched ping of the snare um the, it contrasts so well with that low-end black tar sludge of the guitars it really makes for uh, an awesome like like and, and and again like you said because it's so tight you catch the rhythm you can nod your head to it even though it's unhinged ping yeah it's kind of like some of it, it does remind, you know, Discord, like, she laid gutted kind of stuff. But um, it's not technical to a point where you're getting lost on riffs. Yeah, it's it's got a groove to it, even though it's fast and pingy. Yeah, it's really high-quality ping. Um, the the new standard elite crowd definitely should have their, uh, their ears tuned to this one, man. Um, yeah, uh, Kevin, you chose a good album for your favorite of 2022. Yes, thank, thank, you thank you for bringing that to us, man. And thank you for leaving the voicemail. Uh, we appreciate your voicemails. And, uh, Tom, I think going forward, you have another one, don't you? Yeah, we got another one. All right. Yo, what's up, my dude? No, it's been a long time since I've called in. This is Tyler, by the way. Um, man, I just wanted to catch up with you guys and see how you were doing. I just uh, came from a hardcore show, so I figured this would be the perfect time to call. I just saw... A few hardcore bands, namely Jesus Peace, um, down here in Terminal West in downtown Atlanta. About got the shit kicked out of me. Got a few blows to the noggin, but we made it out unscathed. My ears may not be the same after this, but 
comes with the territory, I guess. But, yeah, man, just uh, figured I'd call in and check on you guys. I know it's been a while. Life's been pretty hectic. Hope you guys are doing well. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Peace. All right, man. Uh, Tyler Craig, salute. Thank yeah. you for checking in. Longtime heavy hole correspondent, Tyler Craig, checking in. Um, I like that he called after a show. Yeah. I like that that's where his brain went. Yeah, let me let me talk to the boy. You know, yeah. a lot of times after a show, whether I'm performing or whether I go to a, it's a really good show that I enjoy. Even if it's like I got to go to work the next day or something like that, I, that excite. I, I'll get home. It'll be like one or two in the morning, mm-hmm. and I'll just want to drink a beer and listen to a record or something because I'm still like on metal energy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I can't. You know, I'm still hyped up from the show, so I kind of identify with that. And I'm glad that he thought of us. Thank, thank you for using us. Uh, you know, as your as your outlet for that that late night metal energy, man. It's it's tough after a show when you're still hyped and everyone else went to bed. I would like to see Jesus Peace. They look like they put on a fantastic show. I'd like to interview Jesus Peace, kid. Yeah. Oh, I I don't I normally don't say that. I got a little excited. I normally don't like let go on the air. You know, if I haven't reached out to a band or talked to them yet. But yeah, shout out to Jesus Peace. I should reach out. Um, I enjoy that band. Mm-hmm. Uh, on an upcoming episode, an interview I already did, we kind of talked about them a little bit and how they, uh, we talked, we talked about them with another artist about how they're, they're kind of bridging a gap sonically between death metal and hardcore in, in, in an interesting way. Awesome. Um, Hell Jesus yeah. peace. Good band. Uh, I, you know, another thing a while back, sometimes I still get comments on that video we did right before the pandemic shut all the tours down. We released our video of how to pack your bag for a tour. Oh yeah. That was ironically very helpful. Enough. Yeah. But, yeah, but, I mean, regardless, that video is still out there. Um, I car- I have a small first aid kit. It's about that big oh. that I bring now. Not just to shows, but just for the road or whatever. You never know, man. Somebody, you never know what's going to happen, man. I'm not going to put them on blast. But many years ago, the guitarist of a, of a death metal band I was on tour with, um, there was, like, a sports bar in the same building as the venue that we were performing at in Texas. That would be a nightmare for me. And, yeah, well, like... The, I, I would like, just be there the whole time. It was separated by, like, kind of like a doorway. For, for, so it was, like, two separate kind of clubs within a building. Mm-hmm. And I guess this guy went up there, and, and at some, I don't know if he was playing pool or what, but he, he hooked up with these two chicks. There was these two girls from the area, and... I don't, I don't know what he was thinking, but he ended up getting... Well, I guess we know what he was thinking. He ended up getting in a car with these with these, these girls and, a, and their friend and a guy. I mean, you know, they were... Everyone was of age, I say girls, but... And um, he came back. Luckily, he luckily he got back. They, like, drove off somewhere, and he said the girl started attacking him and scratching him, and he came back with these scratches on his face. Oh, shit. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, I got these alcohol wipes. Why don't you clean your face up, man? So you know, I don't know why I told that story. But you never know what's going to happen out there on the road, man. Um, Tyler Craig talking about Jesus Peace getting his ass kicked at that show and all that, man. You know what I mean? You always got always to be safe and look out for your buddies, man. Um, uh, uh, he just got me thinking about all the, the, the pit stuff that happens, man. Um so that that's all, man. You know, and nowadays I'm 40, man. I gotta get that AED going at the shows too, man. Somebody might have to <laughs> jumpstart me, man. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I got a oh. joke about it, man. You gotta laugh. Um, uh, but that's it, Tyler. We appreciate you checking in, man. And Kevin, we appreciate you checking in with the recommendo too, man. So, uh, any closing thoughts, Tom? No. Okay. Okay. Fair that's enough. It. Let's. So let's skip right ahead. <laughs> Actually, you want to you want to give the let's ring out like ten seconds of Jesus peace. Yeah, well, I yeah. would like I would like to recommend that modern 
band, even though they're, I mean, they're doing their thing. They're getting public publicity. I think, promo, weren't they on hiatus for a little while? I don't then... know their story that well. That's what I'd have to ask them if I uh, interviewed a member of that band. But just for for the, the more death metal crowd who maybe aren't familiar with this band, this is something kind of different that's going on. I like their sound. Top sneakers and fifty dollar, five hundred dollar black metal demos from eBay are very angry at this band's oh, way yeah. of combining death metal and hard hardcore characteristics. Uh, I will say uh, characteristics, not to exclude any. The music video is very very uh, late nineties, early two thousands. That's all coming back. Yeah, the the new metal night late nineties kind of. Th- I'm telling you, bro, I. You got to forego middle age and not mature and just kind of like be a, a, like I am the America's oldest teenager right now. And I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to absorb, <laughs> trying to absorb what's going on because I'm desperate for relevance. No, let me stop now, man. <laughs> I just am excited about heavy music, man. I would be such a bitter old elitist if I didn't do this podcast. But yeah. it forces me to look at things a little bit more analytically and, like, kind of try to have this journalistic, like, diplomatic view on things rather than just immediately being like, they're younger than me. I don't like it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, we're all probably guilty of doing that at some point. I, I know I have been. But um, I would say when I started this podcast, I was a little bit more like that. I mm. Something has happened to me. I just don't care exactly. about, like, I don't really care about anything that much. So, like, when I see something like this and it's not uh, shit, then it's fine. You know? Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's all it's all fun. God bless him. Jesus peace. Thank you. Um, we appreciate you guys, man, uh, bearing with us this long. Thank you again to Tyler, Craig, and Kevin for calling in. You guys can call in on the voicemail too. Those guys don't have a private line. No. All right. They're they're not Gerald Levert. You can't keep calling them on the private line. It's old old school R and B hit. Look that up, man. That's a, that's a jam right there, Gerald Levert. Um, uh, call up our voicemail. It should be in the description wherever you're listening to this podcast. Drop us if you're if you're a little um, uh, uh, shy, if you're a little fickle out there, you can always just type up uh, an email, a well worded email to heavyholepodcast at gmail dot com um, with your topic or your 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 bitching and moaning or whatever you got out there. Check us out on Patreon. We just recorded a brand new Patreon episode for you where we recorded uh, we recommended a classic album, talked about a controversial. Maybe it's heavy metal. I don't know. Maybe it's not. We we and we did a. Uh, a little metal news article on the pay, on the Patreon feed. Now we're we're trying to keep up with that stuff for you, and we got some outtakes from the last few months too. Yeah, trying to um, uh, I don't know, just just approach it a little differently. Things have been busy, but I think we can pace ourselves out and get a few solid months ahead. Yeah, I um I approach a lot of things differently nowadays with these New Balances. I just they feel like I'm walking on air, man. With this, do- I'm gonna try to get Doctor Scholes to maybe endorse this podcast. That would be awesome. Yeah, maybe I'll just I'll, I don't know. How do you like? They don't. You can't take a picture to show that you're rocking the Doctor Scholes. Uh, you just gotta take the word for it. I mean, they probably have some like uh, promotional sunglasses. Maybe you know, you know it says it's like on the a, side. You know, like maybe I just like take a picture of myself looking real comfortable. Like, yeah, just really at like <laughs> just, just at, at ease. You yeah, know? like my feet feel great. And uh, I don't know. That anyway. would be a fun ad campaign. Oh boy, my feet feel great. But anyway, 
Um, I feel great knowing the listeners are still bearing with us through all this, this, this foot, the fall of the foot clan over here. Um, Patreon is there. Heavy hole podcast. The Gmail is there. The voicemail is there. We're on IG. We have a Facebook feed, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like a dating app for me. It's just there. Working against me in some weird way, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just collecting analytics on what your likes and dislikes are. Yeah, might get hacked. I don't know. But um, uh, again, man, we appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate Liam McMahon. Check out all his projects that we talked about tonight. Check out the recommendations by our voicemail uh, guys. And um, Tom, anything that you have to bring to the table? I mean, I, I don't know if you want to promote anything or, t- or plug anything or talk about no, anything. No, I can't. I am working on, I, I think I brought up last time, I'm working on a project yeah. that I have to keep hush. Yeah, so I didn't want to, that's, I yeah, didn't want to put yeah. you there, no. but I wanted to give you the platform. No, no. I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'd be excited to say what I'm doing when okay. I can talk about it. But I will pretend to be excited to hear about it, even though I already know. Right, like, yeah. It's boring know, I, to you. Yeah, it's it's just, old, old hat. It's just another one.